0: Welcome to HRI's Next in Health podcast. I'm Jenny Colapitro, PwC's Vice Chair for Health Industries, working across pharmaceuticals, medtech, payers, and providers.
1: And I'm Igor Belakronitsky. A principal with PwC Strategy End, where I serve leading health organizations, helping them with their strategies and operating models. And Jennifer and I are joined today by our partner, Kevin McClellan, who serves medical device and technology companies across the healthcare ecosystems. And given that there's just more and more medical devices coming out, they're more and more capable, more and more connected. There are also more deals in the space. We thought we should have Kevin here to talk about the latest trends in this space. So welcome, Kevin. Thanks both. Great to be with you. Kevin, on more or less every issue of this podcast, we talk about a same set of trends in healthcare. We talk about how health organizations are coming together into these interconnected ecosystems. We talk about care moving closer to the consumers, extending greater convenience to them, but also extending the reach of the caregivers while we're going through significant caregiver shortages. And we're talking about how all of these factors are also aimed at improving health equity and technology playing a major role in helping this transformation happen. And it seems like medical devices are front and center in this transformation, in enabling these growing healthcare ecosystems. So tell us, in your view, what is happening in the marketplace with the medical devices?
2: Well, Igor, there's a lot happening. I think we see tremendous innovation around things like connectivity, around access to data, and to your point on access, increasingly, it's easier for folks to get the benefits of what has for a long time been trapped in the caregiver and patient relationship in a care setting. But that's changing and care's happening everywhere now. I think in large part because of the pandemic, it's accelerated things and there's been relaxed regulation to support that. But increasingly, there is what I would say connectivity beyond the device non-technical connectivity, if you will, between both people, patients, clinicians, and caregivers, importantly. And I think what's probably underappreciated is the importance of enabling caregivers to help the people that they're taking care of and using devices and data that they previously may not have had access to, to do that. And so... That does everything from help keep people out of the acute care setting to improving compliance and adherence to post-surgical outcomes as well. So lots of innovation that is helping broadly deliver better care.
0: That's great, Kevin. And you mentioned connected devices, and I think we've seen that connected devices have also allowed for a shift away from the traditional care model. But Kevin, what role do you foresee that devices play in increasing, whether it's consumer, patient, member engagement, their adherence, their experience, and really enabling new value-based reimbursements? So Jenny, I think
2: we're just at the beginning of this. By way of example, I now carry around a pocket-sized EKG in my briefcase, and this thing is literally the size of a business card. You see the things like CGM, continuous glucose monitors, enabling people with diabetes to manage the disease in a much more complete way to avoid adverse events and to take more responsibility for their own care. You know, I was just having a conversation today with a doctor and we were talking about the shift from what used to be referred to as the doctor's orders, right? Doctor told me to do this or doctor told me to do that to really what's a more informed and empowered healthcare consumer. And I think it's a powerful force that goes well beyond the device. And if I could tee up perhaps one of the challenges for the device companies and the folks who are traditionally in this space, it's that there's a tendency to focus too much on the device and not enough on how to enable some of these things that we're talking about.
0: Absolutely. And HRI just recently kind of focused one of our podcasts on the hospital at home, and we talk a lot about virtual care and home care. Kevin, how do you feel that the devices are helping to move more care to the
2: home? Well, Jenny, we're seeing good examples of this starting, and again, I'd say we're early, early days on this, but They say knowing's half the battle, right? And so some of the RPM solutions that now are much easier to use, much easier to set up, are really enabling better tracking of how people are doing at home. And while it's helpful to have more data, we also know that there's a challenge for physicians who are already overloaded with seeing patients and the data related to each patient that's available in the EMR. And so with limited time interpreting all of that information and then you know, if you can imagine taking on new information from connected devices, it is almost overwhelming, right? And so I think we need to be more creative in thinking about how to apply the data that's coming off of these devices and out of these systems. It's possible that things like AI and predictive algorithms will help. They certainly will. But I think it's also true that, you know, we're going to have to recognize these are inherently complex situations that oftentimes require human intervention. And so I think what we can expect is those devices enabling a shift to caregivers, enabling a shift to nurses, other clinicians who can intervene and prevent adverse events and basically keep people out of acute care settings. And so all that to say, while devices will play a role, it's going to take more than just data and smart algorithms to deliver this. And it's gonna take some level of cooperation across both the device providers, the data providers, the physicians and caregivers to really unlock the value that I think we're gonna see from all of this connectivity.
1: it's very interesting, Kevin, and will be interesting to watch how the industry evolves to enable greater collaboration. What are some of the other changes that you foresee in the industry when we're thinking about medical devices and technology companies that participate? What are the things to watch for in this marketplace?
2: Well, Igor, we see a real opportunity for medtech companies to expand their impact in the space. I think it's fair to say the sector is doing extremely well despite the pandemic. You're talking mid-single digits, sometimes high single-digit organic growth rates, and great returns to investors, right? So it's a very attractive space financially, and you've got new capital coming in from places like private equity and even venture funds who are investing behind the med tech sector. I do think that there's a risk that we become complacent (laughs) in the face of great performance, right? Traditionally, the device space has relied quite a bit on M&A for innovation, and this quarter was no exception, right? It's about the fourth highest quarter of M&A activity for the sector in the last 10 years. So that is a reality. But I think as connected care, virtual care, RPM, and other technology enables new care models and the avoidance of hospitalizations, there's potentially a bigger role for medtech companies to play. And whether that's going beyond the device into things like prevention or improving post-acute outcomes in things like orthopedic and cardiovascular procedures, or applying strategies for connecting data, creating insights for patients, physicians, and caregivers, there are a lot of untapped opportunities out there. So while we're doing well, I think it's fair to wonder, are we potentially leaving a lot on the table in terms of the impact we can have on patients, for caregivers, and even for physicians?
1: That's fascinating, Kevin. And I think maybe that's where we'll take this conversation for last question. You mentioned data and insights. And as I imagine, this universe of devices that are out there, they're all generating some sort of data and that data presumably is going somewhere. And once you start zooming out from individual patient level to population level, presumably there's some fascinating insights that could be gleaned from all of this data that these devices are generating. How much of that is being used today? How much are we taking advantage of all of this data and how much are we able to use it and monetize it?
2: Well, I think the short answer, Igor, is very little. And part of the reason we're using very little of this is because it's inherently difficult to pull the type of data together that you need to manage population health. And so I referenced earlier the need for collaboration across the sector. And I think this is one place where that's especially true. We're seeing more demands for individuals to manage data. Just think about what you get from your smartphone in terms of your own health data. We're seeing more interest from employers to manage their population of employees and data to do that. And keep in mind, any employer size is self-insured, so they've got an economic incentive to do a better job of that, not to mention an employee well-being incentive. We're seeing the hospitals and IDNs who are also more interested in taking on risk and population health, which is inherently challenging without the right insights. And so everybody's trying to figure this out. I'm not sure that the question is how to monetize as much as it is how to unlock the potential of better well-being, better care, better outcomes for people. And a lot of this may well end up as consumer surplus, but in a world where there's a lot of debate about how to carve up the healthcare spending pie. I think this is really an opportunity to expand the pie rather than carve it up. And for me, that's part of what's so exciting about this. But it is, uh, as I said, it's a difficult one to solve because of the collaboration needed across the value chain here.
0: Yeah, that's exciting, Kevin, to just hear about the tremendous innovation that's here today and, and on the horizon. And I think it really presents some differentiated growth opportunities for MedTech As you say, unlock that value and really reimagine the traditional care model to drive connectivity, as you said, both digitally and personally, to create more cross industry collaboration and partnerships and really drive real value and impact. Kevin, thanks for your insights on this podcast. We appreciate your time.
2: Thanks,
1: Jenny. Thanks so much for having me. For more on these topics and other health industry insights driven by policy, innovation, and care delivery changes please visit our website at pwc.com forward slash H-R-I. Until next time, this has been Next in Health.
0: This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved.